A very good morning to all of you folks and also those uh, watching online. Welcome to this our worship together. Uh, this morning my meditation with you is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 14. As you know, we are currently following the church themes on God calls and try to look into the call of God in Abraham's life. Uh, that's why I'm using the book of uh, Genesis. And I'm assigned to look into this chapter, chapter 14. And uh, before we go into it, I invite you to join me for a word of prayer. And let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the songs that we have just sung, expressing our love, our thanksgiving and gratefulness to you for the way that you are leading our lives. Truly, Lord, we want to thank you that we are allowed to follow you too. Continue to speak to us through this time of meditation from your word to us, especially with the leading and help of the Spirit guiding us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our book of Genesis chapter 14, you realize there are only 24 verses. A very simple reading. And uh, the gist of it, I'm going to touch on. The referring to the background. <coughs> Excuse me. How Abraham taken certain action uh, in this chapter that led me to use the title here uh, for meditation is Action uh, Speaks Louder Than Word. The background of this chapter 14 <coughs> is that you can see there are two sets of kings, you know, waging in war, and the names will be there in verse 2 and 3, and I leave it to you to read. Lah. Okay. Uh, the first set of kings, there are four, and they are the kind of the ruling party against the five. You know, and the scriptures say there comes a time of after the twelve years of ruling by these four kings, the rest of the five kings began to revolt. They wanted to get back the freedoms, the independence. You know, uh, after four, twelve years, they say is enough. So, but before they could do that, there are four kings in, in the beginning <coughs> started to kind of the war with them, leading to the action that uh, Abraham came in the picture. So what happened was uh, in chapter 14, you realize the four kings uh, tried to counter the uh, rebellious kind of the kings that mentioned here in this chapter. Uh, they want to continue to be seen as a dominating force over the five kings or the five nations. And uh, so this is how uh, Bible recorded in chapter 14 of this Genesis. Uh, very straightforward reading. You can go back and read again. Uh, so much so, uh, you may discover more in what I'm sharing here. But then we come to a point then. Uh, Lot, who with the family stayed in the kingdom of Sodom, which was captured also by the four kings, uh, 
realized that Abraham would like to do something there. So the scripture text, let me read to you, uh, 13 verses, first 13 onward to 16. Talk about a man escaped from the war front and reported back to Abraham the Hebrew, where Abraham was living there, the trees of Mama, and the Amorites, a brother of Escort and Anna, and all of them were aligned with Abraham. Alright, they are Abraham's side. So verse 14 says, When Abraham heard his relative being taken captive, the relative referring Lord, the one who parted with him, uh, he was the uh, nephew of Abraham. Then Abraham mobilized 318 men and bond in the household and went to pursue the, the attacking force far at then. So verse 15 says, Abraham divided his men to attack them and eroded them, pursuing them as far as Hobat, north of Damascus. Then verse 16 says, Abraham recovered all the goods and brought back his relative lot, his possession, together with the women and other people. So uh, it was a victory at the time for Abraham to rescue back Lot and the five kings. Or, you know, they're taken captive by the four kings. So that was how the gist of this chapter began. So you note that the Abraham kind of reacted very fast uh, in this situation. And all the while, when you read the scripture, you realize Abraham was not a military man. All right. Uh, he seemed to be a peacemaker more than anything else. Like chapter 13, early on, he was parting with Lot. He said, okay, you want to take anything, you go ahead, you choose first. You go north, I go south. You go right, I go left. Take whatever you want. Well, Abraham believed God will surprise him and protect him. So in that sense, he gave the picture that Abraham was quite a, a peace-loving person. But here you realize that when the action called forth, he was not hesitated to rescue Lot, especially to mobilize his men, 318 men, a fighting force. And with that small number of people, he could capture back the lost lands and the property taken by the earlier four kings. All right. So here is a very interesting uh, picture. Uh, just we asked uh, when Gideon in the book of Judges chose or God given him the 300 men to fight to win the war that situation. But let's get back to uh, Abraham that you realize he did plan his well, uh, plan well, that he kind of uh, shift to take action. So the first lesson or reminder for us to look at the action actually taken by Abraham was that of his bravery and courage. Because once he received the news about the captured uh, lot, he went into action. It was a very shifted kind of mobilization of his trained men that he, without any hesitation, I'm referring to Abraham, uh, taken, uh, even without a second thought, 
he kind of moved in uh, to rescue the uh, relative a uh, lot. Well, here I learned the lesson that he did not shun away from his responsibility as the family member to Lot. A kind of obligation given to him that he did not run away or play safe, try to pretend that he see nothing or hear nothing, but he took action. Quote-unquote, he saved the day. He really saved the day for Lot and his family. But we, we pause for a moment and look at ourselves, folks. We have a lot of family connection here and there. Uh, Sometimes when a situation arises, we can't run away. But more to put our life into action. Uh, we know a lot of caregivers to our elderly folks. Uh, some need to give full-time attention to the loved ones, especially the elderly. I pray with you that we will do it heartily, with a joy that so-and-so is close to us, close enough to us that we want to help. And this is what exactly came up from Abraham, that he noticed uh, this lot, the nephew of him was so close enough that he wanted to take an action. Although it may be a sense of obligation, but he took action to help. And sometimes, whether we like it or not, in life situation, we do some, come across that situation may arise that we need to do something for one another. I came across the news in the media printed in January the 3rd, 2021, last year, concerning how this uh, migrant worker uh, took action to rescue a boy who stood outside the balcony. I think you can see him now, under the bamboo stick there. And he will say that this boy woke up that morning and noticed the mom was not in the house and the door was locked. So he thought the only way out of the house was to climb outside the kitchen window. But when he got outside there, he got stuck. And all he could do was to cry, <laughs> ask for help now. But thank God that that moment, that these two migrant workers, one was the driver of the uh, truck, the other one was calling in a, a boom a lift, uh, instead of continuing to work, turn their attention because they were asking for help. Uh, approach this boy, and kind of drove too closely to him, and managed to rescue him at that balcony situation. Imagine you were there that day, of course, you already applause for the way that these uh, workers are giving the helping hand to this boy. And in fact, the worker himself will share and declare that was the best job he had done in his life. Because other job was like ready, a call for service and uh, his career and so on. But at that moment, it was very unusual that he got an opportunity to do something for somebody. And uh, glad to hear that it took a foreigner to do that. 
the foreigner to do that. Uh, we thank God for their presence with us in doing uh, the work with us together. For well, a reflection for us this morning in a meditation at God's people, I'm sure the Lord will be very pleased that we can respond to the call of God in assisting others rather than always focus on things of our own. Uh, it will be good that when thing arises, situation comes, opportunity given, we will not stop or hesitate to play our role to assist those who are in need. As the Hokkien would say, we don't want to siam. Or someone would say, we don't like to be arrowed. But it's okay, let it be arrowed and you won't die, right? You just do more to acknowledge God's given opportunity that hardly come by. Like these two uh, workers, they noticed it was really a God-given opportunity. Not so much they asked for it, but the situation given that they could do something. So first and foremost, we learn from Abraham's action that he took the courage to act, to do something for his relative. And that really saved the day. The kind of second uh, point that to lead to this understanding of Abraham's action was the way that he had the foresight that I discovered. You see, I, as I said early on, he was a very peaceful, loving man. Uh, as God called him, he would just faithfully obey the call and journey to a place that God would place him uh, in the promised land. But here you realize suddenly when the call came of rescuing Lot in that situation, you could see he overnight, in fact, could raise up 318 fighting men for the task to recapture the lost land and property. Now this picture gives it to me that he had a kind of foresight planning that he may not know when going to activate a force to defend him and the family or even the community. But all the while he was preparing himself to call for a reigning day. He did it. And so much so, when the need arises, Abraham was managed to mobilize the men and go for it. I, I'm sure you and I will share and thank God for our present government. I mean, the government that we have, uh, have a long-range foresight planning. All right? We are talking about not only 10 years, but 20 years, 30 years, of Singapore life here. And we thank God for such planning that we have from our leaders to assist us. If not very difficult for us to face this pandemic situation now, if we don't have enough of reserve for the past year. Yeah, you know how much uh, financial implication was given at this point. But thank God for the foresight forefathers had that we can use it and we got to plan for the next generation and generations to come. Just a reflection for us as a church, do we have foresight? I think we should. 
We should plan. Although we may not know about the tomorrow, but we never know what may happen. But no one will stop us from planning for tomorrow. So as a church, we, together with the leaders and the pastoral team, been talking and talking about resuming the start of the hub service. You know we freeze it for this period of time. Uh, we need to plan. We need to prepare for tomorrow. But the call of God is great to see how it will happen to your life and my life. To take up the task, the challenge, to come on board, to do this receiving service that we can have in the hub. More so to reach out to the community here in the Moku Metation. We know that is a very convenient place for people to drop by, beside shopping or food court and things like that. They could be in the church service and meet God there. So this will be the outrage kind of concern that we can place upon our hearts today. And the reflection is, we need manpower, men and women, to join us for this. Were you ready to join us? We hope you are. So just quietly drop a note to us, say, Pastor, count me in, you know. Uh, whatever task may be given to me. We'll be happy to receive from you. So here we learn the bravery of Abraham and also how he had this foresight into preparing the warfare that was given to him. More so, I discover this was motivated by the love he has for Lot and his family. That uh, spur him into action. And so, this is a good reminder for us to learn from Abraham to put action uh, into place. Then the third point for us to remember here at this time is beside this uh, understanding of bravery in Abraham and the foresight he has, is to see how he went into a rescue mission. Uh, to kind of save Lot and the family and others. I realized and discovered that as God's believer, we have been familiar with the text like John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Now folks, we hope we can put this into ready action because we have heard so much about eternal life. But what about our loved ones? Do we able to share with them? It will be good that today we can launch out a rescue mission for them, save them to the grace of God, lead them to the saving grace that God had given to us, that we would not want to miss them eternally or allow them to go without knowing God. Because we know we are not here for life, this is not really our permanent home. One day we are going to leave the world. 
who will rescue our loved ones. Don't abandon them, ignore them. Do something in our midst to help them to know the saving grace of Jesus. And Abraham reached out to Lot and his family. Moreover, in James chapter 5, 19 to 20, and this to remind us, let me read to you. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, someone should bring that person back. That could be you and me. Remember that whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death, the eternal death, and cover multitudes of sins. They will have eternal life in God. We can rejoice and celebrate with them. Folks, Lunar New Year is around the corner. We don't want to rejoice only over the food or reunion dinner. Thank God for all these traditions. But there will be a possibility that someone will come to know God in our midst, in our loved one, in the circle that we have. Because the Bible reminded us that if one sinner repents, heaven rejoices. Just one. And heaven rejoices. See how important that person is. Just like Abraham reached out to his relative, how important it is to come to know God at this time. So these are the actions that Abraham had done uh, in this chapter. But interestingly, when the war was over, he met someone uh, in verse 18 by the name of Paul. Maki Zadi or Maki Zadi or Zadet. Alright, someone may want to correct me later. It's okay. <laughs> so, this person, according to the scripture, is a very stranger and a mysterious person, but he was considered as a king and also a priestess. Alright? In the sense, uh, he seldom had much references on him, but when he met Abraham, according to this chapter, he offered bread and wine, and even blessed, uh, blessed Abraham uh, with the blessing of God. And the conclusion was, Abraham even made one ten offering to him, I mean for the work, but the person was doing, and so on. So in fact, his name like uh, Melchizedek, meaning the righteous one, or the righteous king. And then also the king in Saddam, he means the peace, the king of peace. And so these are very short references on these gentlemen uh, in the scripture. And started with John, uh, Genesis 14 here. Uh, you can see how Abraham encountered him. And this is a short reference on this scriptural text on this person. Then after that, Abraham met King Sodom. Uh, this is another interesting offer here. Uh, the first one was offer something like a spiritual kind of blessing. But King Sodom came in the picture by saying to Abraham and say, 
in verse 21 and 22, that met him and say, uh, King Sodom said to Abraham and say, give me the people that you have captured back. People like perhaps the citizens, the armies or the servants, but you can keep all the goods you want. Alright. Uh, something like try to bless Abraham preacher in a sense. But by talking in the dialogue in this chapter, the twenty-three onward, or twenty-two and twenty-three, Abraham already told King Sodom, I already make a vow here to God that I will not take anything from you in case you say because of you it made me rich. Uh, it may sound a bit arrogant, right? I don't need your help. I don't need your rich. But you look deep, deeply, Abraham was not using the attitude to reply. But more he was saying, I have God. God has been blessing me enough that I don't need really more than enough or the extra. You can keep everything back you want. I can give you all the people back or the goods that you want to offer. But here is something that we want to cherish to learn for Abraham. Or that he shunned away temptation. He didn't need the extra. You know, many of us can fall into temptation because of money and others. It easily kind of lure us into taking extra things, bribes and so on. But not in the case of Abraham. He knew his God and his God will supply him according to the riches that God has for us. So what I learned from here Abraham encountered with King Sodom was that Abraham learned the word contentment. He was satisfied with what he had been given. Moreover, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, verse uh, 6 10 to 10, say, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world. How true. And we take nothing out of it. It's true, okay. But if we have food and clothing, we be contented. That those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge the people into ruin and destruction. You see the dangers of pursuing riches after riches. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But then, the last verse here, first 10 will say, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So mon- money is really not all the thing, folks. Of course, nothing wrong with getting rich, more money, but never allow money become our God or idol. If it goes into this, that means God's life is no longer with you. Because the love of money, you miss the love of God in you. As simple as that. 
you cannot serve two masters. So in summarize for our meditation this morning, if I can refresh you, that Abraham encountered the war in chapter 14, where the four kings and the five kings try to fight, especially the five kings try to break away from the domination of the four kings. As a result, they were captured by the four kings and lots were one of them. And because Lot was staying in the kingdom of Sodom, or captured too, that so-called motivated Abraham to take action. And we learned something that Abraham had taken. First of all, it revealed the bravery that he has to reach out to others, including loved ones. It mentioned about how he had the foresight plan in planning for the future. Then we learned about how he launched the rescue mission in a way, not to sit by, but reach out uh, with the army to recapture the land. And thirdly, we learned from Abraham how he rejected the offer of temptation, so to speak, to him. I can keep the man, you can take all the good things. I'm not sure how temptation may come to you and me. I take a bit, you take more. And then you fall into the trap. But here we learn Abraham rejected that temptation. And a good reminder for us, a godliness with contentment is great gain. Once you have that contentment in you, it's sufficient, sufficient enough to make you good and good, godly in a sense. Amen? So finally, the thought here, go and do likewise. Be more doers of the word than just hearers. Amen. Let's pray. God our Father, we want to thank you for this lesson and meditation that we can learn from Abraham in the way that he dealing with a situation relating with the loved ones in the scripture. And Lord, we know we are also encounter many situations in life and will not be easy for us. But we trust on you to help us to overcome each obstacle that places before us, that we will come out at victory and triumph in what we can honour you. So we ask that your grace, mercy be upon us and grant us the strength and bravery to do what will be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.